0: Oh, lots and lots of spoilers. Imhotep, Imhotep, everywhere I go, the people are chanting Imhotep. Those wacky undead ancient Egyptian kings. When will they just lay back and eternally rest? Am I right? Well, not this week, that's for sure, because the mummy is back. Well, he's not really a mummy in this one but man has he got problems and they're rock sized big rock sized (laughs) king sized rock sized scorpion king rocks yes oh and there's a kid we'll have to do something about that and we will because we are max mike movies continuing through the sands of sequels in our series leave them wanting more we run face first into the second in a line of mummy stories the mummy Returns. Well, we can't argue that, he certainly did. But did we want him to, or did we just think we did? That, (laughs) we can argue. But who's we, anyway? We is the kooky coin collector himself, Mighty Mummy Max Levine.
1: Kind! Kind! (laughs)
0: Zoinks! And I, am the Scooby Snack of Archaeology, Minor (laughs) Minion Mike Luce. There's a sentence you won't find any sense in. (laughs) Scooby Snack
1: of Archaeology. Uh, Sure, (laughs) why not?
0: Yeah. Hey, but before we get too far into this densely packed authoritarian discussion,
1: densely packed, <laughs> I'm densely packed,
0: uh, we'd like to remind you that you're that we're looking for your help. Yes, Max and I are considering doing a call-in show. Help originally, us. help us. <laughs> they'll be back. Uh, there's a deeper. Uh, originally, we thought to do it through a platform called Clubhouse, and we might still do that, but we're looking into other options for those not so iOS inclined. Thing is, we'd like to know if you, our dear listeners, would think this is a keen idea, and if so, what kind of format you'd like it to take. Or do you prefer us utterly rehearsed and
1: crisp like we are now? <laughs> With our phenomenal lack of professionalism. Uh, I ordered. I some. mean level of professionalism. <laughs>
0: Damn! Oh, Bumpy, you can edit that out, can't you? Uh, let us know, please. It You'll be bumpy glad you out. Did. And I will tell you how to do that at the end of the episode, although you probably already know how yes and uh, we ah. did get one suggestion already uh or at least one person saying yes i'd like that the person didn't tell us uh, oh no we did, we got two my sister was one and uh luckily uh mr cheesehead was it yes that's uh, him uh, suggested boy. that we do
1: rogue warfare 3 <laughs> <laughs> which to be fair not out of the question by the way no
0: and it would in fact be my fault
1: <laughs> yes it would be entirely your fault yeah <laughs> but um yeah, you know, there's trivia. Is there? The show. Hard to believe that a movie of this great significance would generate trivialities. And but hit? share them with us, will you? I will. Actually, there's not that much. <clears throat> Budget,
0: 98 million dollars. Hey. Take
1: a guess. Nope. Not even going to try. <laughs> Four hundred forty-three million dollars. Seriously, so this movie was a, technically a success. Even well, that explains <laughs> that explains the third one.
0: Uh, it explains the Scorpion King too. But there, you uh, go. Yeah. Uh, just for comparison, the first movie had a budget of eighty million and a take of four hundred sixteen million. So, uh, yikes! Yeah.
1: You didn't like it, but you saw it. <laughs> People love them some mummies.
0: Yeah, even though there aren't really any mummies. Anyway. That fight, you know the one I'm talking about. Ancient Egyptian ninja women beating the crap out of each other with <laughs> Japanese weapons. Oh, the two yeah. actors, Rachel Wise and Patricia Velasquez, did that themselves. They trained oh, wow. for months. There are no stunt people in that fight.
1: Okay, that's pretty impressive. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> to keep himself all nice and baby smooth, Arnold <laughs> Vosloo had to shave himself twice a day. Wee Movie magic!
1: I assume you mean his head. No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No. He had to shave his little mummy, did he?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just, we'll keep the crypt out of this. All right. Uh, This would be the beginning of Dwayne the Rock Johnson's transition out of the ring and into the bright, wonderful world of acting.
1: Yes, in a movie where he has no lines in English.
0: Yeah, and actually, later on, it's not even. It's not him. (laughs) Uh, We're getting to that. Yeah. Uh, The effects in this film are not so stunning as they seemed to be in the first movie. Yeah. Some of the reason for this was the rushed nature of them. The Scorpion King himself Ugh. was only finished eight days before the release <laughs> of the movie.
1: Oh, you could have you fooled me. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, honestly, I thought it was going to be like a guy with one of those Halloween masks. It was, <laughs> it's kind of like that. Uh, speaking of which, Dwayne Johnson and Brendan Fraser never met during the production of the movie because uh-huh. of the rock being fully animated arachnid- thing. No one was used to motion capture his performance, because I don't even know how you could do that. It is not even his voice during that fight, but that of a Brazilian rock singer, (laughs) Max Cavalera.
1: I believe he is known as The Stone. Is he? Well, you can't prove he isn't. (laughs) Yes, I think I can. (laughs) Nope, nope, it's impossible. (laughs) Moving on! And in the I can't believe it,
0: but I can believe it uh, subject matter here, Nefertiri was supposed to be Nefertiti, but because Nefertiti has the word tit in the middle of it, the producers changed names to avoid giggling from the target audience. No,
1: I'm not kidding. Oh, but Nefertiti is an actual historical figure. (laughs) Yes. I I, I thought she was, wasn't she married to King Tut?
0: You know what? Tut sounds like tit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord.
1: (laughs) Yes, okay, so we you, have to. You can have a kid climbing into a toilet, but we can't have uh, the word anything at all scatological.
0: Yeah, Nefertiti. titty. Ha, ha ha ha! That's what they're afraid of. Really, they should have been afraid of a lot of other things, but we'll we'll get to that.
1: Excuse and... me. She was the wife of uh, a- Akhenaten.
0: Akhenaten, sure. Yeah, he and I used to pal around in high school. Uh, a <laughs> mold. And a lot of useless information about which guns were used, weren't used, were supposed to be used, and things like that. Honestly, there was a lot of trivia, but it really was just not
1: very interesting. really trivial. Do you know trivial. anything
0: else? Do you know anything else about this?
1: The no? entire movie is trivial? No. Now, I, now <laughs> you're getting ahead.
0: Uh, People like the surprise. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we're known for our suspense.
0: I don't know how they'd like it since we never have
1: one. I got All nothing right. else. The plot. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. One thing I would like to point out about the effects. This is eight years after Jurassic Park. That's all I'll say when we talk about the CG. (laughs) Jurassic Park had been around for eight years.
0: Eight years, Paul, you know. (laughs) Right. All right. The plot. The plot.
1: This is going to hurt. All right. It's
0: 10 years after The Mummy. All is well. Imhotep was sent to the underworld, an Moon was similarly done away with, and Hamanoptra, the city of the dead, was swallowed by the desert. Except none of that was really all that permanent. <clears throat> Rick married Evelyn, and together, besides continuing to ravage, <laughs> I mean carefully discover, <laughs> old ruins around the world and amass great wealth by selling all their ill-gotten gains, I mean <laughs> earning rich rewards from all the knowledge that they helped unearth, um... <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. right, they had a kid. Alex. He's ten, precocious, and honestly exactly like both his parents. But things are amiss. Because an Oxunuman has been reincarnated to look exactly like she did in the first movie. And there's this ruin with a magic bracelet apparently belonging to an evil figure from the past known as the Scorpion King. When the O'Connells find it, young Alex accidentally snaps it onto his wrist, which starts off the countdown to the rise of the Scorpion King, his army, and the end of the world. Hamanoptra has been found, totally dug up, and the oddly cocooned body of Imhotep <laughs> has been found. With the books of death and life, he is brought back so he can face the Scorpion King and rule the world. But since Alex has the bracelet attached to him, they have to kidnap him and rush across Egypt to get to the hidden temple first. Rick, Jonathan, and Evie can't let this happen, so they rush off with the help of a bunch of characters, some returning from the first film, to... Race across Egypt and get to the (laughs) hidden temple first, which they don't really do. But it's okay, because murder monkeys from beyond the grave and jackal-headed armies, oh... And did I mention a rocket-powered dirigible? No? Well, now I have. (laughs) Finally, the Scorpion King rises and Imhotep faces him down. And so does Rick O'Connell, who just happens to actually be, in real life, a hidden magi. One of those guys who was trying to kill him in the first movie to keep the mummy from rising, and he totally forgot about that tattoo under his leather strap, and he always wears... And did I mention that Evie is actually the reincarnation of Naxumunamun's arch-rival, Princess Nefetiri? I didn't? Well, there you have it. Explosions! (laughs) Mummies! Fight the end. The low
1: down So basically, what you're saying is, in in reality, uh, Racer X is Speed Racer's <laughs> long lost brother, and they're racing across Egypt in the Mach Five to punch. <laughs> Aren't you my brother, Rex Racer? Punch. Ah. <laughs> yeah, my brother used to beat me up too. <laughs> <laughs> Best ending to a TV show ever. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, right. Um, so uh, we're going to take a little uh, uh, um, change of pace here because uh, we, we often do these things where we um, perhaps... Uh, uh, put a movie too high on a pedestal. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't necessarily. We just praise it the,
1: way too much. Yeah, so I'm gonna
0: start off with a with a few questions to just get us going instead of just going over the bad. I mean, the parts of the film that we most want to discuss. Um, and Max, I would like to put it to you. Yeah. Uh, since we're doing a series on this, this is we're, we're nearly through the series. But what do you think makes a good
1: sequel? Uh, you take this movie and do everything the opposite.
0: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> People like suspense.
1: Right, right, right.
0: We might love it. We still might love it.
1: What Everyone think we might love it. What makes a good sequel? Yeah. Continuing to develop the characters, for one thing. Taking the characters we, we grew to like or be interested in in the first one and adding more dimension to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, an organic uh, continuation of the plot uh new, you know some kinds of new adventures they don't always have to be and this is one of the things that bothers me about a lot of sequels is the attitude is well if sequel if the first movie had x amount of stuff in it the sequel has to have x times 5 as much stuff in it everything right. has to be more higher stakes bigger fights more villains e- Everything has to be, scale it up, and I don't really think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. I, it just has to be more, it just has to be interesting. It has to be a, a continuation. What about you? What makes a good sequel to you?
0: Well, well, one other quick question, Mac, Max, are you trying to suggest that Hollywood does not learn by experience? Is that something you're trying to inf- imply? Well,
1: now you're just talking like a lunatic, so... <laughs> No, Hollywood does not learn much from experience All they learn from is This movie made money We make another movie Spend more money, make more money
0: Movie bad,
1: movie (laughs) go away Pretty much that appears to be the formula
0: Yeah Um, I agree So if we're introduced to a character that we'd like The general Reaction, I guess Is we want to know more about this character Most of the time Occasionally they are a mysterious sort of character and we're better off not knowing, but yeah, we'd like to know a little bit more. Um, Maybe we want to see a little bit of backstory. That does not mean we need to find out what their childhood trauma was and their daddy issues. Um, And plot, you know, when looking at the mummy plot, right. Um, And I enjoyed the first one. We talked about the first mummy way back when we were comparing old versus new. Yeah, Um, It's a great series. You should go back and re-listen to it. Um. And the the first money I had I thought was a lot. It came out of nowhere because it's like, oh yeah, the mummy. I don't know, I'm going to see a movie about the mummy. Woo, mummy, um, and it was a lot of fun. And this one, having come out only two years later, there's a bad sign. Um, and now that we've heard that the special effects were rushed, you don't have enough time to really think through what you want to say. So I think time isn't is an issue. Although occasionally and we talked about this earlier in this series, you get a film like The Godfather, where they're halfway through production, they're like, we need to do another film, and they start thinking about the story. So to me, what makes a good sequel is a movie with a good story. And that's pretty much true of any film. Yeah. The story is is paramount. And I don't mean that like the production company. But you know yeah.
1: what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I think that's true. If it, continu- it has to continue the story, and it has to build on the characters. And as you say, it's not like... Oh, we now have to explore the character's tragic backstory. Often, in the first, the first movie, especially in an action style movie, you see the character come into their own. So, right. in the sequel, you might want to see, okay, what do they do now? What do they do now that they, you know, they're more confident? They've got, uh, you know, it, it's similar to the Batman movies. What do we see now that Batman has become Batman and he's an established character? And you know, how does that affect things? That's one of the reasons that Dark Knight worked. It showed, okay, it, it talked about, uh, you know, he, here's the problems he faces. You know, the people who are imitating him or copying him and the mixed reaction the city has to him. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> <laughs> and the way he feels about it. It's like, I can can I never stop doing this? I would really like to stop doing this and have an actual life. It, that's that's what made that interesting. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that they scaled it up because in a lot of ways they didn't. It was pretty mm-hmm. much the same scale as the first movie. But it developed things more. It brought in, and it also brought in interesting villains or interesting characters. That's the other thing with a sequel. If you have an antagonist, uh, the antagonist has to be more interesting. It's a pain to just what? bring back the same one. Oddly like enough... this movie. Yeah. The, the, yeah. To me... One of the best examples, oddly enough, is a series we haven't, I don't think we've talked about, is Kung Fu Panda. Mm. The first, because cu- the there were three of them, and the first two have really interesting antagonists. Yeah. Tai Lung is really cool. You understand some of his motivation. Lord Shen is interesting, kind of t- almost a tragic figure. Yeah. Plus, you get Ian
0: McShane, and then you get uh, my favorite actor, Gar- Gary, uh, Gary Oldman. Oldman who just... uh, Gary Oldman has a white
1: peacock. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he nails it, because it's nails Gary it. Oldman. Totally nails it. And then in the third movie, you have... I don't even remember the villain's name. I've seen the movie twice. He, and he's voiced by J.K. Simmons, who also is terrific. But his that villain is just, Aha, I am here to do evil and break things, because I yeah. do that. Yeah. And you don't
0: care. Yeah, I will agree. Um, and the first two Kung Fu Pandas are, are really... They're actually really good stories. You—you um, you These days, sadly, you might sit there and go, well, why don't you have Asian people doing the voices? I can understand the argument, but I have to say Jack Black does so well, I... <laughs> whatever. But, but yeah, story but this, and d- yeah. development and... Bringing something new doesn't have to mean bringing something twice as Twice as big
1: or twice as new. You don't have to have more villains. But in a movie like this, it's like, oh, remember the villain from the last movie? We're using the exact same one. Yeah. And in fact, the exact same two, because we're going to have a little bit more with an ox on a Moon, and we'll have some different henchmen who have no personality. No. I mean, British, though. In the first movie, you had fun there were some characters who were fun like Benny the henchman I missed Benny Benny I know was he died, great but I liked <laughs> Benny Benny <laughs> was mean, good not like like but the no. the the competing archaeologists it was like all right these aren't bad guys they're just yeah. you know competing they're st- they, these guys are pretty interesting look this guy's a scholar and this guy's yeah. a cowboy you know these guys at, at least you're like all right they're kind of fun and now it's like hi. Jonathan has lost any credibility. The the goofy brother-in-law. Absolutely. Does he didn't have any? In the first movie, he was largely comic relief, but he was also kind of shrewd and cunning, and he knew how to get out of situations that he kept getting himself into. And in this, he's basically Shaggy. You know, Zoids. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Jerry Lewis, but Bam. okay. Hail! Yeah, kind of. Oh, with the Mister Mummy person, don't with the <laughs> Ooh.
0: I wanted like to say that one of the things I think is good is that you definitely don't want to do the same thing. So even in Batman, uh the Dark I'm sorry, it's not Batman the Dark Knight, it's just the Dark Knight. Yeah, There's no yeah. Batman in the title. Yeah. Um, I might have thought it was cool to bring in what if you brought in some like competition, but it was somebody that was doing things... It's like he was getting results, but in ways that Bruce Wayne wouldn't do.
1: Yeah, what if you, you know? brought How in... How does he deal with that? What if you brought in the... You know, sorry, comic book nerd thing. Azriel, the guy who took over for Batman, but was willing to kill people and use much more violent and dangerous methods. But he was still on the side of law and order. I think yeah. that's what
0: we want to see, is we want to see that... Um, The character develop, but we also want to see how the character or characters react to different situations. We already know how they reacted to the first one, so we don't need to see them react to Arnold Vosloo again, uh, who uh, admittedly is not a mummy in this. I mean, he he, he has... It would take a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's some of the things we think would make a good sequel, um, which may or may not be missing from this film. Uh, Max, what is the difference, do you think, between a sequel and a franchise.
1: Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about this with the uh, the Batman movies. That that's a little hard to describe. A sequel, I guess, is like, a does natural it take three ex- movies. Or? Hey, that's hard to say. I mean, when you have things like, say, Lord of the Rings, are those sequels? But really, when you think about it, the first those three movies are one movie. Just right. cut into three pieces, and you know, The Hobbit is a quarter of a movie stretched out into th- uh, five or however many there were. I, I would like to.
0: Uh, I beg yeah. to differ here. The Hobbit is a book. Yeah, there is true. no movie. <laughs> oh, it's just right. a book, and it's a very good book.
1: Um, and it is, it's a different. It, it's also a cute animated uh, special by Rankin Bass.
0: Yeah, for its time. For its time. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it, is a, it is a different tone from The Lord of the Rings, but yep. it is a book. It is not
1: a movie. Uh, it has oh, never okay. been a movie. It will okay. never be a movie. It's okay. Shh, 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 shh. It's all right. <laughs> I, I hate that movie. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Hate,
0: hate, I, I, I would say that by the time. I, for me, I'm going to say it's the third film because the sequel is just a sequel. You've got two films. Two films does not a franchise make. Once you get yeah. three. Okay. Now we're expecting, like, Bond is a franchise. It didn't start off that way, but they, they made Doctor No, and they're like, oh, crap, look at all this cash! <laughs> uh, and it became, and it still is, a. although it, it eventually will be a franchise it's, again when they finally release that movie. But.
1: It's a subtle distinction, I mean, in some ways. I think a sequel is a natural continuation of the story or, or the characters. I think a franchise is, huh, we have really popular Characters here, who, and there's a lot of different situations we can put them in. It's more to me a franchise is more episodic. It's more okay. okay this happens, and now here's you know the adve- here's the adventures of you know Titanic Tim and the dog faced boy of Borneo. Or I thought
0: you yeah. were going to say Fjord Fairlane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Fjord Fairlane, sure.
0: Mother <laughs> trees are <or> redwood.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I think yeah, the sequel is more of an extension. It's like uh, something that concludes. I mean, uh, the one I, I suppose you could argue, The Matrix, at least, was a series of sequels because ultimately it was one story. And now, and now I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, now it's becoming a franchise. Yeah. But like you say, Bond, no. it, most Bond movies are entirely self-contained. There's maybe some slight references to other stuff, and a couple of them are you know have obvious callbacks, but mostly every one of them is its own thing. The Harry Potter movies, those I think are all, that's a series of sequels because it's one big narrative.
0: I See, I'm going to disagree with you both ah. on uh, Harry Potter and um, The Matrix, because The Matrix, while it, there's three films, there are comic books, there is the Animatrix, which eh, also came out. There were short films, so when you start bleeding off the, the original uh. straight and narrow plot, Harry Potter, we have those fantastic that's true. And Fe- how Harry delicious Potter, they are
1: over rice. See, Harry Potter, I think started as a series of sequels and has become a franchise. Yeah, I, I think when you're dealing with a- a- adapting an existing set of media that's a limited set, mm-hmm. well, if you call seven books being limited, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. then I-, I still think that's basically sequels. Franchises are, yeah, when it's like, we made how much? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now here's the other thing too. I don't think. In general,
0: I think if your only goal is to make money, that that's probably not going to make a good film. But I don't think that money being a goal is necessarily a bad thing. It's just, what do you do with it? Um, It's like, if you're just out there to, to cash in, great. Just hire people who can write a good story. Hire people that are passionate. Star Wars probably the ultimate franchise um, because it literally bleeds into things like underwear.
1: <laughs> postcards, underwear that... neckties, stained glass, <laughs> windows, tattoos, anything. I'm yep. waiting to
0: find the, the Star Wars underwear that actually has stories on it. So you have to buy <laughs> the next pair of briefs to find out what happens. <laughs> but um, you get somebody like Dave Filoni who is passionate about Star Wars, and you get John Favreau, who is passionate about Star Wars. Are those guys... Did Disney say, we want to find people that just... We just want them to tell a gosh darn good... A gosh darn good story! <laughs> no. They're like, we want to make billions of dollars. But they were smart, and they hired people who not only knew their subject, but loved it and could do both. So I don't think that the money is necessarily a bad thing... It's just if that's the only thing your eye... Like, if you look into the main person who's in charge's eyes and there's dollar signs in them, there's a problem.
1: Yeah, you know, that's uh, an actual medical condition called cash stigmatism. Is it? Yes, it is. I read it online, don't dispute me.
0: <laughs> Max seems to have this failing when it comes to the idea of the internet and how easy it is to operate Oh internet. no, Oh, no,
1: you have to have a degree. Yeah, sure. Yep, you have to be a scientist to be able to use the internet. Everyone knows that.
0: Yeah. Um, So the franchise thing, you know, and something else you were saying kind of goes against what I was saying. So you were talking about how it's the idea of branching out. And in some ways, this sequel is more of a franchise because it's introducing ideas that they specifically mean to capitalize on very, very soon. I.e. The Scorpion King, Um, Mm -hmm. a film that was even too bad for me to go watch (laughs) (laughs) yet. Because I have this bad feeling it's going to show up in a series at some point. You know, arachnid movies. It, oh, no, is, Max watch it those. is
1: now. Now <laughs> yeah, we're going to have right a whole here. series on pro wrestlers who went to the moved to the movies. We're going to watch Hulk Hogan's Mr. Nanny. We're going to watch that John Cena firefighter movie.
0: I mean, I actually liked Rowdy Roddy Piper. I was surprised he never did another one. He I, I mean they live I I rewatched They Live not that long ago and it was actually kind of dull but he's fine he's a total natural. I don't think of him as a wrestler. He's just a big guy, you know, barging his way through the film. Um, he's fine. I don't it, you know, Whatever. But yeah, we're not doing that series. I don't care what Max says. We're not doing it.
1: We're totally doing it. Edit. 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 There's that <laughs> button. <laughs> um, uh, and What what yeah, what else you got?
0: Uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask before we uh, just, you know, go yeah. into the film is, uh, and this is something that was brought up to me, uh, a friend I used to work with uh, back in my bookstore days, his name was Faras. I don't think Faras listens, but in case you are, hey, Firas. Uh he hated movies like Harry Potter that had magic in them. Huh. The reason he hated it is because he says, magic has no rules, you can do anything, and You can do anything except that one thing magic (laughs) won't let you do until the time comes when you can do it. And so magic in this movie injects its own kind of magic into its universe, if we want to be generous here. Mm. What are the dangers of that? And what are the rules? And what are the consequences of putting magic in a world? Because on the surface, okay, there's a mummy and he's out causing a trouble. When you start looking half a step forward... Stuff gets really weird.
1: I, I'm not entirely sure what you're asking. Um, you mean the difficulty of u- of doing any kind of movie that involves magic? Yes. Uh, well, you can argue the same thing about science fiction. Once you uh, once you bring in faster than light travel or zap guns or sentient robots, you're opening a whole can of worms. Although, well, but- ideally, science fiction is. Su- supposed to be rooted in science. <laughs> Remember what it used
0: to be? <laughs> no. <laughs> Star Trek Discovery, I'm looking at your mushroom drive right now, super <laughs> space bugs. No, no, no. Uh...
1: Yeah, magic is very tricky to use in any medium, really, because either you have to spend 60% of the book explaining it, yep. which is often unbelievably boring. We've both read books like that. We've both... I don't know if I've ever seen a movie where they spent the whole time explaining the rules. But plenty of books, plenty of comic books, and it's usually excruciating. You know, but I think it,
0: I'd rather read a whole chapter on knot
1: tying. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. It's pretty much like listening to someone describe their uh, their gardening techniques or the way, the way you can cultivate mushrooms or, or grow orchids. It's fine if you're into that. What's worse than
0: reading Moby Dick? Listening somebody tell you about reading Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, yeah. I have not read Moby Dick, Max. Has I've read tried. Mo- I've
1: read a chunk of it. I've never finished the thing. Farthest yeah. I got, I think, was about a third. But uh, not tying it,
0: Max. Just yeah, saying. Not
1: t- <laughs> no, no. I, I like movies that have magic in it, and I kind of like it when they try to establish guidelines. Because you have to have a framework. It's more interesting if you have a framework that you have to work with Even mm-hmm. if it's things like, well, this magic only works at night. Or mm-hmm. the magic in Harry Potter only works if you have your stick. <laughs> if you don't have your stick, you can't do magic. Because that yeah. makes perfect sense. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. They, they never point out, hmm, you know how we could fight these wizards? Let's release a lot of termites. <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> burn all the trees.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Med, mag- sorry, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just say, well, the the other problem with magic is that, like, science in the real world, if you do this, there's an equal and opposite reaction to that, whatever that is. And magic is sort of like, now nah, we don't have to do that. And then they tell you things like, oh, like Harry Potter, it's like, why don't you just conjure whatever money you need? Oh, well, you can't do that. Why? Stuff and reasons. <laughs> they uh, because, never explain because, that. Look, a hippogriff. Why, why can't you just conjure food? Why do you need to buy that? Oh, well, that's
1: because Well, no, they, they they threw in something about that in the last book. You know, why can't you just conjure food? Oh, because it violates this See? thing See? That I just made up because <laughs> that hasn't shown up in the other six volumes and will never be mentioned again. Uh, yeah. It's, it's and the other pro- the, the problem with magic is if you allow if you say okay these characters can do this. Oh, well by inference that means they can also do this, so why don't they do that? Which it's right. similar to the idea of you know why don't they conjure food? It's like all right. So you can cure wounds by waving a stick at a body. Why does anyone have scars? Right. Why I mean well,
0: we run into a problem in this very film that I'm sure there was this this big moment of tension and sadness when Evie died. I'm sure you felt that she was gone forever. Oh,
1: I completely <laughs> believed her. Oh, you've ruined the movie for everyone.
0: <laughs> I don't think I ruined
1: it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because she dies and there's still what 15 minutes left, 20 minutes left in the movie, right? Which brings up, by the way, another issue, but we'll get to that. Yeah. And, oh, it's okay, I've got the magic book of resurrection. Right here. Right here, which, <laughs> by the way, what happened to that book? Uh, I mean, my God. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Uh, not to mention, Jonathan is an idiot. He's yeah. like, oh, I've got to get the diamonds. Dude, you have a book that can bring people back from the dead. How <laughs> valuable do you think that is? Yeah. Holy crap.
0: And there's, there's part of the rest of the rub, if you will. They don't want you to think for a second about, oh, there's this magic that took place 5,000 years ago that could co- literally conjure armies up out of the ground from gods. So Anubis is real. Hey, yeah. if, you take, <laughs> if you take that drug, that sleep drug, I'm just here to tell you
1: that Anubis is real. Um, <laughs> uh, what does that mean? It's like holy crap! So the e- ancient Egyptians were right; they were yeah. the one true religion. Anubis, Osiris, Ra—they're all out there still because they're contr- and in fact, w- what's his name? Arrow oh, uh, uh, Arrowroot Ar- 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 goes into uh, the temple and goes, Oh, the god Anubis has taken away my powers," for so- because yeah. And it's like ah, so Anubis fight this <laughs> King an immortal. So Anubis for... is, is there. He's a presence. He's real. Yeah. You have actual proof. Yep. Like that doesn't change everything? Yeah. Ugh. And okay, if
0: you want to take it a step of course, you know, the sun and the dung beetle is real too, right? Because that's sure. like, uh the heck with space. <laughs> um this also says, okay. That must mean, according to the mummy, that the only religion that's real was the Egyptian one. Everything else has now been proven to be fake, because we have this... Here, here's Anubis right well, here.
1: We don't know that. The Norse gods could be real. Nobody's praying <sighs> to them. We're not in Scandinavia. The Greek gods could be real. We're not over in Athens. We don't know.
0: See, because they don't have mummies. If they yep. had mummies... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe, but, maybe they're all geographically specific. Maybe they're... Eh, anyway...
0: Yeah, and uh, people could step in at this point and say, you're you're thinking too much, just enjoy the film. And it's like, when the film doesn't take you away far enough and you've got something to do while, quote-unquote, action is going on, this is what happens. And when you interject magic, especially this kind of magic, into your plot, you really need to be able to step up to the consequences. And what they're basically saying is, this magic that happened 5000 years ago is still valid. And like you said, we can resurrect people now because mm. apparently that's a thing. There doesn't even seem to be a back a downside to this because they bring Evie back and she's fine. It's not like, "Oh, I am now haunted with it." No, because she oh, actually <laughs> the the actress Rachel Weisz was wise enough to not <laughs> show up for the third film. Yeah. Uh she'd had enough. Uh and it's just like it's this It's like a tapestry that's woven with one thread, and it's sticking out, and there's a 10-year-old nearby. (laughs) In this case, his name's Alex, but There can
1: be... I've seen movies... There are movies where you have magic in it, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, and you don't care. No. Because either the characters are interesting enough, or the story is interesting enough, or there's a feel to it where you realize they're just having fun with this... You don't want to look at it too closely. I'm thinking like an army of darkness. You're right. not really worried about, hey, wait a minute, how come Ash, Ash's uh, chainsaw hand keeps working although he must be out of gas by now? Or how come they can conjure up this guy but not that? It's like, who cares? It's, yeah. you're not, they make the attitude of the movie, the tone of the movie tells you, don't worry about this. This, we're supposed to take it seriously because right. they explain it to us in very serious voices and there's a lot of stuff where it is written. And yeah. I did like at one point, I think Jonathan says, where, where is it written? Who writes this? <laughs> it's like, wow, the audience is speaking through you. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, the answer is Stephen Summers. That's yeah, who writes yeah. this. Now, see, in the first Mummy film, none of this really mattered because it was fun and you enjoyed the characters. That's and the thing. And you felt like you were supposed to be in... Another 1920 whatever it was.
1: 1923,
0: yeah. And this film, I think it's 24 because it's nine years past, 33. Oh, I thought yeah. it was
1: ten years past, okay. Whatever, yeah. whatever.
0: Alex is how well yeah. old he is. Oh, he's whatever.
1: eight, he says, yeah.
0: Uh, with nine, ten, mummy. Um, <laughs> and daddy. Um, now it's sort of, be, by by adding this, it, oh, time marched on exactly as we experienced it, and the same thing, it's like, uh... So, okay. Now, if there had been something where somehow somebody resurrected an ancient Egyptian god that had been sleeping and otherwise explained why they haven't been around causing trouble, okay, maybe, but they don't even bother to do that. So, if you're going to introduce magic of some kind, something where you can warp the universe in whatever way you want, there needs to, even if you don't put it in the film, don't put it in the film, there needs to be an explanation as to why that works and there has to be boundaries. And you can't break them. Because when you do, you've basically said, ah, I can do anything.
1: yeah, And therefore, it, nothing matters. That's the thing, you lose all, all dramatic tension. It's mm-hmm. actually very similar when you have, if you have a book of bringing people back from the dead, it's yeah. like, they're, oh, okay, so we don't have to worry about anybody dying. Yeah. Alright, fine. I mean, at and least Ma- in this, they don't use that until the very end. And, and even
0: some then, of it, they use it. It's so, it's so backhanded. It's like, oh, she's so dead. and so sad. Blah blah blah. But alive again. Yeah. It's. I mean, I even when I first saw the film, I was like, oh, well, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, in case it ever occurs to you, Max, I just want to say, I don't want to be buried in a pet
1: cemetery. <laughs> I, I will try to remember that because I had a nice plot. I had a nice plot picked out for you right next to Bumpy's.
0: <laughs> Bumpy, no!
1: That's one. This actually slides into one of the problems, one of the real problems with this movie. You say it's, Evie, who is one of the best characters in the first movie, dies in this. That should be shattering. That should be really upsetting. And it's really not, because there is no character development in this movie. It's all action. Yeah. The first forty-five minutes, it's nothing but boom, ah, monsters, chase, run, boom, ah. <laughs> it's all Made all my neighbors' kids screamed. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's all action. There's and we, they basically say, oh, you remember you cared about the characters in the first movie, which we did. We liked them; they were yeah. interesting. The relationship between Rick and Evie is cute. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just remember that, because we're not going to do anything with it. And when they do, it feels so forced. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, ha, ha, look, yeah, you know, you're really hot. Yeah, you're really hot. Let's make out. Oh, by the way, we have a kid. Hey, look, by the way, those two are the worst parents ever. <laughs> I swear to God, the sec- <laughs> they're making out, and the kid gets grabbed the second time. I'm thinking, I'm calling Child Protective Services. This is ridiculous.
0: Well, also, that, like, we was in the bus, I'm guessing that's what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. And it's like, you can see the kid is 50 feet away from the parents for no good reason. And they're like, gee, I wonder what's about to happen. And they're not even oh, looking
1: at him. Hi, we're being chased no. by supernatural beings. And, yeah, you, you know, go play somewhere. Yeah. And so we are supposed ten- to care about these characters, and they give us no reason to.
0: Um, interestingly, uh, uh, the, the kid who played uh, Alex, whose name to be fair, I forgot... Uh, apparently, I'm guessing, was not entirely unlike his character. He gave up being in the first Harry Potter film to be in this because he was a huge Mummy fan. He was so huge a fan, he had seen the film between 30 and 40 times, that whenever, and this, this actually should be very telling, whenever there was a question as to what had happened in the first film, they asked him.
1: So they had an eight-year-old script consultant. Great. Yeah, that explains yes. a lot. And, it, it, yeah, the kid, I got it. Okay, first off, the kid is a decent actor. I'll say he's, he's not fine. bad. He yeah. does what he can with a really flimsy part. Yeah. And obviously he's supposed to be spunky and, uh, you know, precocious. He's eight years old and he can read ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. You know. I hate spunk. <laughs> And he's got his slingshot. And all I'm thinking of is, great, it's Dennis the Menace goes to Egypt.
0: <laughs> Actually, since you bring that up, I would add, there's a, one of my talking point questions I want to bring up. Uh, when you add a child as a main character, does that immediately define your target audience, or at least the one you're hoping to be your tar- target audience? And how does that impact the story?
1: Well, it certainly alters part of it. Because if you're going to have a child as a main character, one of the reasons you do that is for kids to identify with, and that's going to change the audience uh, more to kids. There have been movies, I mean, The Sixth Sense is not for a children's movie. (laughs) You think so? I think so. (laughs) But it does have, you know, the main character is a child.
0: Well, it's not a children's movie if you want to keep them. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. If you if you if you ever want them to sleep again, it's not a child's movie. But uh, so it doesn't it doesn't automatically make it a children's movie. But in an action movie, it's like having a kid. It's like having Robin or Short Round. It's like you really want the kids Mm -hmm. in on this, and you want the younger audience, and you want the parents to bring the kid. It 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 does help. It makes it a lot clearer what kind of a movie you want. And I well it does. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's one of the reasons you get there's a, this one I think is a lot goofier. There's a lot more ah moments, you know. Oh, mm. E the mummy, you know, Jonathan <laughs> who is basically being a large child in this. He's being mm. more he's more like a big brother than than a uh, uncle to to Alex. Uh, and he wasn't like that. He wasn't a man child in the first movie and they've made him into one.
0: No, he was a drunk.
1: Yeah, he was a, he was a drunk, and he was uh, you know very very into money and you know just uh, having a good time and taking no responsibility. So maybe he was um, kind of like a child, but.
0: Uh, yeah so uh, my feeling too is that you know when you bring in a kid as a main character not just having children somewhere in the film but having yeah. a kid as a main character of course that's gonna mean that you're gonna tone down the violence oh no they're not they're gonna have people being murdered all around the kid, yeah, yeah. the only thing we don't see is Alex actually kill anybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we come close uh I I it's one of, to me I, I refer to this as the cousin Oliver syndrome Ooh. Whenever you're going to introduce this kind of character, you really need to decide what that's going to mean. And to me, the film does end up having a more happy meal kind of feeling to it, right? Yeah. Like they expect to sell toys, and they expect to sell, which is weird, but okay. Um, then, there, as you pointed out, there are instances where there can be children, admittedly not as main characters in films, and it makes you just sit there and go why are they there stargate (laughs) that's we're not going to talk about that one um i just think that when you add a kid unless like sixth sense is a great example of how that is not a kid's movie but if you're generally adding a kid it's going to temper your film or at least the way your film is perceived and i don't think that the original mummy film would have benefited in any way shape or form by having a child in it um so, but hey, I brought up lots of stuff. Let's let, mm. let, let you get you some of your notes. What, what, what would you like to say about this film, Max? Ex- except for the
1: big, what you'd like to say about <laughs> yeah. this film. Well, one of the things that kind of bothers me, and it sort of relates to the idea of bringing in magic, if you're bringing in ancient mythologies or religion, it'd be nice if you kind of knew what you were talking about. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but Anubis is not a an evil god. Anubis doesn't have armies. He is yes, he's a god. He's a death god, but he's not cruel, and he's a he's the judge of the dead. He he's the one. He's not interested in making more people die. He wants to see that they're worthy to pass on into paradise. He's not a monster, and, and they they tend to use him. The the only sort of real bad guy god that I know of in Egyptian mythology, and my knowledge of Egyptian mythology is cursory, is set. I mean, Horus does some bad stuff in there, but uh, none of them are terribly nice, but Anubis isn't, um, isn't like dark magic. Ooh, evil, I will make a bargain with Anubis. Anubis doesn't do that. He's not Satan. It, uh, and that just really annoys me because he's also one of the best known of the Egyptian gods. You know, yeah. if you were doing I don't know Rakatep, or one of the or the the weird uh, the god of the Nile or or any of the ones who I can't, whose names Sebek. I don't even set uh, or Sobek, excuse me, Sorry. or any of them. But Anubis, everyone knows, like Anubis, Ra, Osiris. They all at least know the names, and everyone knows Anubis, the jackal-headed god. It's also not necessarily a jackal; it's possibly a wolf. That a mistranslation. But
0: you know, why Osiris, messi- the sun god. Osiris, the one god. Ra, Ra, Ra. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh dear.
1: <laughs> yes. Who Ra? And up she rises. Um. <laughs> Uh, sorry count duckula reference there <laughs> <laughs> wow okay yeah, yeah. Uh, I also don't uh, this movie does one of those things that really annoys me in that they in the first movie is like all oh, right you're being this is all Egyptian ancient Egyptian culture you know you know, hamanoptra that's sort that that's a unknown thing and karnak and all these things uh, you know. And it's, suddenly we're like, okay, now we are in this oasis, and there are pygmy mummies. Like, wait, what? Pygmies? See, there were no pygmies in Egypt? <laughs> and, see, oh, I, look, I, shrunken I, heads. You know where they do shrunken heads? Peru! See, just, I
0: thought they were actually
1: monkeys. <laughs> no, nah, they're pygmies. That's why they use using yeah. blowguns. Yeah. Well, you uh. know, monkeys
0: are clever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, okay, you thought, because the case, I think there are uh, examples of mummified pygmies. I'm not sure. But it's like, uh, uh, we need someone else. Who else does mummies? Uh,
0: I mean, so uh, even going back to Anubis, who's, I think, in this film under duress, uh, we see the Scorpion King. He's trying to capture all of Egypt. Uh, I don't know how he even knows about Egypt since he's from Samoa. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, he has a pact with Anubis who says, sure, I'll help you. He conquers the big city he wants to, and then you're done. Yeah. Like, he doesn't rule for a thousand years or anything. He just gets swallowed by Anubis
1: and goes away. I still like what Anubis (laughs) does. I will save your life. Here, enjoy this juicy scorpion to eat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and now here's another question that brings up. So it's Anubis, god of the underworld, weighing your life, well known as the Jackal headed god. Why is it the scorpion king? Why isn't it the jackal oh, king? Uh, Why doesn't a dog show up with a lunch in its mouth? Because or the, something.
1: the the ancient Egyptian word for jackal is the same as the word for scorpion.
0: This Prove is going me wrong. I dare you.
1: I'm doing it
0: right now. Yeah, I liar.
1: Yeah, no, the whole scorpion imagery doesn't make any sense, except, oh, scorpions are cool, and there are scorpions in Egypt. Uh, That'll do. I think that's pretty much it.
0: Well, and that points to one of the other issues, and that's that this movie is lazy. Yes. And there's a couple of instances, one in particular, and I'm sure you caught it. I I think I actually felt your eyes rolling all the way from the (laughs) East Coast. Uh, There's a scene early on in the film where little alex is uh, on his own with his 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 uh, slingshot i was going to say squirt gun whatever <laughs> and he's hiding from the bad guys and then suddenly oh he happens to just barely knock over one of the columns and then it knocks uh, over the, all the other columns yeah i could hear that too yep. just like they did with the bookcases in the first movie because uh. it was so funny that time <laughs> and even that time i'm like all right i'll give you this one Nobody would arrange bookcases like that. Nobody. And they would be bolted to the floor. No.
1: Yeah. And uh, time, no, the, the ancient Egyptians who were absolute genius architects would not have set up columns that could simply knock one another over in series.
0: Yeah. That's well, just dumb. Yeah. I So and, it's lazy. And it, I guess it's almost like, hey, remember this thing from the first film you loved? Here it is again. Uh, it's like,
1: Even little things they throw in when they're trying to sound deep. When um, I don't know what's his name, the Magi, the guy with the cool hair, the Magi, the guy with the really cool hair and the neat tattoos, and whose name I never remember. And he is saying, "Yes, you see, you are the you are three sides of the pyramid." (laughs) Find out too. Pyramids have, first of all, have five sides if you count the bottom. But even if you're <laughs> screwing around, they have four sides. You're talking a tetrahedron, and nobody yeah. built those.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think sides. we meant to say it was triangle, but pyramid is Egyptian, so whatever. I did the same thing. You are the third side of the pyramid. Uh four. What? What? Four. There's four sides. Yeah.
1: Ah, you four. are the
0: fourth side of the. Who's the fourth?
1: Uh, uh look, I'm <laughs> <over here. laughs> That's the other thing. They kept throwing in like, you were talking about lazy, it's like ah the kid who put on the bracelet. He is the they actually say he is the chosen one. I friggin' hate chosen one narratives. And first of all. Me too. No, he's not. He put the <laughs> bracelet on. Nobody chose him to do that. He made the choice.
0: Well, that's who chose
1: him. <sighs> Then he is the choosing one, not the chosen one. And then it's like, oh, and by the way, Evie is the reincarnation of Nefertiri, and it turns out Rick is actually a a Magi. (laughs) Why? What does that add to anything? Well,
0: it subtracts because remember in the first film, Imhotep took one look at Evie and he's like, Anak Moon yeah. you're Anak moon In this film, he's like, oh, that's the, the woman who tried to beat up my girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you know that in the first film? Because mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and they literally seem to unravel everything of the first film. So yeah. we got rid of Imhotep. I'm surprised Benny didn't show up, honestly. Yeah. Or heck, the four Americans. Why not? Um, because Imhotep, he's got he's gone forever. He's been subsumed by the gray liquid stuff thing, and forever. Except now he's in a cocoon of resin for reasons. And in Ocean really? Moon, I'm back and I'm just as old as I was and I look the same and I'm the
1: same actress because Yeah. And oh yeah, we we have to get somewhere. Let's find a wacky character with an airship just like uh, we did in the first movie. Only except, this one you know, will let him live.
0: The first movie, I had no problem with that because it was a British guy with a with a biplane. That's totally that would reasonable. have fit.
1: Sure, uh, he was a World War One flying ace who obviously had like post traumatic stress and never quite recovered from the war. And sure, why wouldn't he be in Egypt? A lot of expats went to the Middle East. And then there's well, Izzy, who hi, mm-hmm. I'm here for no apparent reason. I'm clearly English, and I have. Mm-hmm. The slowest possible air vehicle known to man, a dirigible.
0: That I made out of raincoats that I put together with tree sap and filled with a helium (laughs) deposit that I found on the island, Coconuts Gilligan.
1: (laughs) And it has rockets on it. It has rockets. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. has rockets. And then you that, know what I
0: think what would have happened if you shot rockets off in a dirigible, it would flip all the way upside down and everyone would fall out and die. Not to
1: mention this is 1933, so they hadn't realized how dangerous it was to use hydrogen in a dirigible. Yeah. Use rockets, boom!
0: Just uh,
1: yeah, just yeah. dumb.
0: The mm. It's like, <laughs> I, my entire note was the balloon, the stupid <laughs> rocket-powered <laughs> balloon.
1: Uh, you, you know what? To
0: well, go ahead. We we'll have to get to our other questions, but yes, yeah, but go ahead. One
1: of the things that also got me, even the magic that Imhotep is using in the first movie, he calls up a great sandstorm with his face in it. It's like, all right, sandstorm. that's cool. He's that makes sense. He's a creature of the desert. He's use he's manipulating sand. In this, he's also a waterbender apparently because he calls <laughs> up a tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, why that? The other one fit. This is just like ah, uh, I can do that. Cause,
0: ang no, yeah,
1: it's the <laughs> same my, thing. Where's it's my just... flying bison? Ugh.
0: And again, there's the laziness because it's a giant wall oven of, of something with his face in it, just like we saw. Yeah, in it's
1: the first clearly movie. it's like okay, we did that before. We got to use a different th- effect now. Let's get something that looks even worse because the sandstorm looked cool, and this yeah. looks like bad CG.
0: And there again, flying away from. But hey, we uh, we have our two questions that we try to get to for ah, all yes. of the films in this series, and the first one is: Does this sequel feel like a natural continuation of the original movie's story? Max,
1: you know, it starts out that way. If you mean by if by continuation you mean exact repeat, <laughs> it's like same villains, same idea. Most of it's the same.
0: So, so now there's a youthful ward.
1: Yeah, now <laughs> there's youthful ward Dick Grayson <laughs> over here. You know, we've got we've got young Anakin Skywalker here with his <laughs> magic midichlorians. and a Cousin Oliver. Yeah. No it starts out like it could have been, but it fall I think it fails. It's just trying to repeat it, it's not a it's not a natural extension, it's a duplicate.
0: I mean, I'd s i would would say that it does in that it certainly was implied that uh, Rick and Evie were gonna get married. And I think it's reasonably safe to assume that they'd have sex at least once. <laughs> so yeah. that part's... And it's also perfectly willing... I'm willing to believe that Jonathan has gambled away all of the money he got in the first film. That, sure. That's fine, except for the Wand of Osiris, which does... Oh, it's a spear. Okay. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. he manages to carry the MacGuffin along with him until all the way through the movie.
0: Yeah, it's an egg MacGuffin, but whatever. Uh, so, I mean, in a way, sure... Um I don't think we I think we could have done other Egyptian stuff or heck like you were pointing out earlier maybe as archaeologists they get to another country they dig up somebody else like oh they start bringing up the Greek gods or the Roman gods or ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: that's what they do God, in the third movie they they deal with the uh, yeah. some variation of terracotta warriors or I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: but it's I guess it does sort of fine mm. whatever. Uh, does the sequel surpass the original and does it need to?
1: Uh, no and yes, it should have, it would have been nice if it had, but no, it's, we, as we have made clear, it's a pale copy of the first one and it doesn't do as well. It doesn't do the job as well.
0: No, (laughs) um, I don't think it needed to. I think that they could, like, again, if they had decided not to have to do Egyptian stuff, it could have been just as interesting seeing them deal with stuff. Maybe it was they ended up on vacation, so let's, they said, hey, let's go somewhere we know nothing about. We, every time we go somewhere, we're always looking at artifacts and ancient stuff, and we always get stuck you know, doing our job. Let's go to a country we've not studied. And then the whole thing could have been, how do we deal with a, 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 a whole background we know nothing about and we don't have the Internet?
1: Um, and even at the beginning, at least, there, there's a little bit too much winking at the audience. Because when Evie is talking about the story of the Scorpion King and the, the what do you call it, Oasis, and Rick keeps filling in, and they were never seen again, right? How did you know that? Because that's the way the story always goes. He does that two oh. or three times.
0: Oh, that was the movie Winking? I thought it had something in its eye.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't uh, us. Yeah, that was... <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I don't think it does surpass the original, and I don't think it needed to. I think it could have been another exciting, fun, high-paced story that dealt with, I mean, to some extent, you can look at the first and third Indy Jones films. Most people like to ignore the second, and that's fine, um, because we know there was no fourth. (laughs) But if you look at the first and the third, there's really, the stakes are about the same. Right, and it's and it's even the same mythology in that one. Yeah, um, if you will so allow ju- me the use of that term. Yeah, so Judeo-Christian
1: mythology, sure. Yeah,
0: and it's just, but it's just like it's exciting, it's fun. That what do they introduce? They don't put in a kid; they do the opposite. They put in Grandpa, which is fine <laughs> because Sean Connery does a great job. And they still, you know, even the Nazis and stuff, which is which is fine. And it's exciting and it's fun. Is it does it surpass the original Indy Jones? No, I don't think so. And it didn't have to. It was done well. It was doing a slightly different uh elements to the story, some of the same elements of the story, and it worked great. So no, I don't think it needed to. Yeah. But before we get to the final bit, uh, do you have any more notes you were dying to get to? Because
1: well, I did notice when the at the end where the entire oasis goes, it's sucked into the earth. All I could think is, oh, it's being sucked into a sarlacc pit.
0: <laughs> <sighs> I thought it was just the movie sucking
1: out. Like, oh, uh, why yeah, shouldn't yeah. Have said and that um, I, it was sad when they, they they killed the chicken of the magi. I'm sorry. The falcon, Horus. Oh, now he yeah, got shot, and all sad. I could think was, yeah. you mummy-loving bastard, you killed my bird. <laughs> <laughs> you Federation bastard, you killed my dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and yeah. again, I, I do want to point out, the Scorpion King, what the hell, man? What the hell? Right. I don't know why they even said The the Rock is on screen. They made a big deal out of him being in it. He's on screen for a minute and a half. He has two lines, and neither of them are in English. And then he, is an un, he looks like a bad video game cutscene. Yeah. It's terrible. They even try. They try to make the thing look like him. They make him do the people's eyebrow, and yeah. it just looks awful. And it, I, it takes you completely out of the movie in the final act, which you really shouldn't do.
0: I'm sorry. That expression has a name.
1: Yes, it does. He used to, and when he was a wrestler, he had a thing where he'd raise one eyebrow, and he, they called it the people's eyebrow. Ah, never mind how I know that.
0: Probably the same place you get most of your facts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is true. He, his big move was the people's elbow, where he'd drop his elbow, land on someone with his elbow, and he had the people's he eyebrow. Rushing? Nope, nope. Uh, Just, uh, okay. he was a real populist.
0: Okay. I mean, I've enjoyed him in some of the other films, most oh, notably yeah. Moana. I loved him in Moana. Sure. because he's, you know, not exactly in that. But, he's fun you know, in that.
1: He's fun in uh, Jumanji.
0: I'll, I'll take your word on Yeah. That. I've seen him in things I'm sure he's fine. Uh, he's, apparently he's a nice guy. I like it when you're a nice guy. Yeah. Um, you can be a, all action-y all you want. If you're a nice guy, you got my that, vote.
1: That was pretty much it. Um, this was just a not, not the best introduction for him. But yeah, that's yeah. Oh, that and when they're being attacked by the Pygmies, all I could think was, you're under attack from an army of Chucky dolls.
0: <laughs> well, to be fair, Chucky has made it through many, many films. He has
1: made it through a lot of movies. That's true. Yeah. That's pretty much it. uh, Yeah,
0: we should we should wrap up because people are going to want to know. Oh yeah,
1: what did we think? The roundup. So, what'd you think?
0: One of the things I did not mention so far in my assessment of this film or in my questions, it was boring. Yeah, I was watching this film. Now to be fair, I've seen it before. I didn't remember all of it. I remembered parts of it. Uh, I forgot that uh, one of my buddies, Torquil, from uh, um, Krull, was in this.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he played the, the head of the British Museum or whatever who's was in oh, all the rooms and stuff.
1: Oh, right, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, Alan Armstrong, I think is his name. He spells Alan really strangely. It's A-L-U-N, but whatever. Um, he was one of my favorite characters from a dreadful, although I love it, <laughs> fantasy film called Crawl, which we talked about way back yep. when. He played Torquil, the master thief.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: it's dull. I'm they're watching this, and partially because they redo, okay, here's a big battle with all of these army guys that you can tell aren't real out in the desert. Well, we saw that. And the one thing that was really annoying is that the Magi actually beat the army of Anubis. And the only way that the movie can think of to come up with more stakes is to go, oh, um, there's another one. There's a bigger
1: (laughs) army of Anubis.
0: Isaac, okay. And also, the first time uh, Anubis' army shows up, they're all these sleek, kind of cool, muscular, dog-guy things, and now, for reasons we don't understand, they're all, like, desiccated and kind of and it's like...
1: They could have brought... Yeah, I thought, oh, wow, maybe they're going to talk about, oh, it's been so long, or Anubis' power is way... Nope, it's just, that's the way we rendered them.
0: No. And, like, I guess... Like, what does Anubis get out of this? Man. Nothing that I... Lots I, of I dead? Don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it was boring, um... The, I, the kid didn't bother me. I, the, he should have. Everything about that kind of character should annoy me because I hate precocious, smart kids. He actually did a fine job. I didn't mind him. Um, I, there's no character development. Evie and, and Rick are exactly the same. I actually didn't think Jonathan was, was worse. I thought he was pretty much Jonathan. Um, I the, the guy who's the Magi, I don't whatever we know nothing about him we don't care all of the these stupid coincidences oh this tattoo that I didn't have in the yeah. first film because I was wearing a leather armband that one on uh it was from the orphanage yeah sure because he looks like he was from egypt whatever yeah. uh and and she suddenly uh, uh evie is nefertiri and she's you know it's two ninja bitches trying to catch him <laughs> yeah using japanese yes, instruments using japanese,
1: ah! yes japanese sai, which are defensive weapons anyway well we'll get into them right? they
0: blade breakers I anyway mean, yeah. yeah right 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 i and, and the, the, here's the thing i can't explain i still like van helsing
1: <laughs> i can't explain is, that either
0: <laughs> there is no reason van helsing is a terrible movie yes but for some reason it's just, it just says yeah everything and this film sort of it's it's like they're too lazy to even do that, and I guess that's why it's this film's very
1: lazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you? How about you? Yeah, that that pretty much sums it up. I thought think the film is lazy. I think it's uninteresting. There are some some of the visuals are okay. The exotic locations look cool. I'm terribly impressed by. Alex's sand castle building skills, where he can build an exact sand replica of Karnak or these ancient temples in like fifteen seconds, and no one notices. Why,
0: why didn't he just write the name Karnak? Yeah,
1: yeah, Damn. yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know.
0: I was waiting to see him pee into the sand yeah, I, and then make it, but you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it's yeah, the characters. We're supposed to care, they are basically yelling at you, you're supposed to care, you're supposed to think of these characters as parents, and all I'm thinking is you guys don't act like any parents I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's they almost somewhat
0: like they were babysitting somebody else's kid. Yeah.
1: Right? And it's a waste of some really good actors. You know, Brendan Fraser is not a great actor, but he can be, when he's given the right parties a lot of fun. Rachel Wise is amazing. I've seen her do so many things she just disappears into. Yeah. Uh I just, yeah, this this movie is a waste of time. It's, I, yeah, I, I don't, I think it didn't need to be made.
0: But like me, you went and saw it when it came yes, out. Yes, I <laughs>
1: did. I saw it in the theater. I yeah, did. Yeah. Honestly, I'll tell you one thing. I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed the Tom Cruise remake.
0: Uh, see, that's one step I have not taken, because there was nothing about that made me want to see it.
1: Well... Actually, that's not entirely true. There's one segment in there which I did like, and that's Russell Crowe as Mr. Hyde.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah
1: he's yeah. He, he's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and when he's Mr. Hyde, he's actually kind of fun. Unfortunately, hmm. that's for about 90 seconds. That's that a, much fun. Yeah, huh? that much. Yeah.
0: Well uh that would bring us to the end of uh, another episode yeah. and uh, when we do that we like to remind you especially because we're looking for your input about how you can get in touch with us yep. through various means and electronic devicey thingies like email. You can email us at us at com. yep which implies that we have a website Max did you know we have a website?
1: I think you're wrong. Uh, I hope I'm right, because you're the one who does oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's right.
0: MaxMikeMovies.com, where all of our episodes are kept separately, so they
1: don't procreate. Yes, uh, we keep them all mummified carefully, so don't try to resurrect them. Don't say <laughs> Uh
0: But you can find all of our, our uh, series and episodes, all kept nice and, and separate for you there, uh, all free. Uh, so go to our website and check those out, where you can also leave comments. Uh, we actually had a whole bunch of comments on the Darknet episode, which was nice oh by a bunch to be fair i mean i think it was three yeah well but uh not including our replies but hey three is nice we (laughs) like that uh you probably have already found us on the podcap podcap podcast podcast (laughs) app of your choice podcap a word that's coming trust me (laughs) podcast app of your choice remember rehearsed and crisp oh yeah uh i'm rehearsed he's crisp i'm crisp um Quake. And uh, you can find us through Spotify and blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. And you can also find us on social media as long as that social media happens to be Twitter.
1: Or Facebook. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But mm. we're not done. No. We still have some movies to go, Max. Yep. Uh, I think you have one more pick, don't you?
1: Yep. I believe next week our option will be to take off and nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be oh. sure. Yes, That's we're going to be, to be sure. watching aliens z- 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 it's the sequel to Alien, the singular.
0: <laughs> so you're saying is there's another one. Yes,
1: yes, there's another one. It's, it's, the, so it's the sequel to the light-hearted rom-com romp that was Alien. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested
0: in rom-coms, romps, and aliens, nope. you can join us next week.
1: Yep. There's
0: two. Max Mike Movies is a co-production of The Voice of Max and The Movie Wrench.